Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Time Life Men How Poetry Found Me podcast, where we talk about all things inspirational, things that motivate you to get up and get out of your day every single day. And also, when you go to night, when you go to bed at night or during the day, whichever shift you may have, that you do some reflection on what you've accomplished. And by doing that, you get a perspective as to the way your life is trending or the way that you're going. And also, you need to be able to write down those things that will get you where you need to be and keep you focused on the perspective which you hold dear in life. Today, I just want to talk about respect for you and whatever that may mean in terms of you being able to handle your goals, your dreams, your perspective, but most of all, being able to handle your life and handle any transition that comes in your life with a form of respect. I won't get into the definition of respect because I think you can go to Webster or any dictionary online or just have somebody to give it to you to tell you what it is. But in order for you to achieve anything, you have to have a level of respect for yourself. And that level of respect has to be so fine-tuned in your DNA that you can recognize it when someone goes beyond what you expect him or her to say. Without a line of respect, then the lines for your dreams and your goals become blurred. A lot of times when you hear people who achieve, sometimes they say they had no barriers. Sometimes they would say, I wanted to get this by any means necessary just loosely phrasing it and some people say I had to struggle to get to the mountaintop there was nobody there to offer me a hand well everybody in this world won't like you but there are enough people in the world that will give you your respect you just do and offer you an opportunity and you just gotta feel for what the opportunity feels like in your DNA Is it something that's going to capture the dream and goals that you set for yourself? Is it going to make someone else more successful than it would you? Or if you feel if you join with this person that you'll be able to do hand-in-hand work, then it'll be like symmetry. You'll be able to help each other advance through the business world, the religious world, the political world, or whatever world you may choose. But oftentimes, you find yourself in a position where you're starting out as a beginner. And most of the time when you start out as a beginner, and don't take this the wrong way, nobody's going to give you a modicum of respect because they're thinking that you're a beginner, you don't know nothing, somebody got to teach you everything, and if somebody got to teach you everything, that means they got to stop what they're doing to show you what you need to do so you can at least begin the pathway of trying to make yourself presentable and respectable in terms of learning. And I bring that up because I have tried to have a perspective in my life about what respect looks like to me, what it feels like to me. And if the respect is challenging me to be better, then that means that my level of respect is going to be on a level that's going to make me better in terms of climbing the heights of success or or being aware of my environment that will make me successful. And most of my jobs... I've always walked in the door like that. (laughs) 
I never walked into the door with the confidence of knowing that I know more than somebody who's been doing the job longer than I have. Now, how could I possibly even want to put my arrogance in front of somebody who's been doing something for 10 to 15 years? And I don't think that nobody who's starting a job should ever feel that way. The thing about life is you have to humble yourself until you learn enough to be able to speak on the level in which the people that you're following can understand that you're still trying, but they're sharp enough to know that this person is on their game. I still think that that is like the way to get to where you want to go. And a lot of times in entertainment world or in business world, you find people who will give up their life earnings to take an internship to a job that they really want to do. And sometimes interns don't get paid for anything. It's just that their willingness to do whatever the CEO wants or whatever the boss of a company wants to do just so that they can get their foot in the door to make it work, regardless of income. If you're young and you're ambitious enough to do that, then by all means, I'm going to say that you need to get out there and do that. Why? Because it's that thing that's going to help you get to where you want to go. Other times, you find yourself in a position where people might say things and it might feel like it's wrong, but you can't really gauge because sometimes you got to get people the benefit of the doubt because you don't know what the intentions are behind the words that they use. And sometimes I want to say to you about respect or arrogance or you propping yourself up too much or you fear that you got more knowledge. You have to humble yourself to make sure that when you listen to the words, that the words are not beginning to offend the level of intelligence that you have. A lot of times, people can berate you, belittle you, and you don't even know it because you don't understand the language that they're using. Or they can phrase things in such a way that you thinking that they respect you when they really, really don't. Now, I don't know how to measure that in the lives of human beings, but I know that in your lifetime, as you mature, particularly young people, as you mature, you got to be able to listen to the words that people use when they're describing yourself, when they're describing you to yourself, or when they're putting demands on you about what you need to do, or if they're just simply just shooting the breeze with you and you can kind of sense that that's it and then you can move on. But when you build within yourself a level of respect that you say to yourself, regardless of what goes on in this world, and regardless of who I'm with, regardless of what I'm doing, there's a threshold that I can let people get up to and I can tolerate it if it's constructive, if it's beneficial, and if it's making me a better person. I can let them get to that line to where I know that they really have my best interest at heart. And you will know it because your body will tell you like, okay, yeah, I'm learning from this. And I've had a couple of mishaps throughout my adult career, my young career, trying to work to make myself better. And along the way, you had some people to show me uh, what I needed to do to correct certain behaviors. You had some people, I had some people to say things to me that could kind of make me listen, be attentive, attentive enough to know that the perspective that they're giving me is something that I could use later on. Other times there's people that just blatantly get up to the line and it's almost threatening in a sense because you feel like they're going to go over that line. But when somebody goes over your line of respect, then do you feel that you've been disrespected at all? But what does it feel like? What does it 
What does it look like in your mind? How do you visualize someone crossing the level that you've built for yourself to be a level of like disrespect? You have to know it. You have to know yourself well enough to say, yeah, I think that he or she crossed the line when it came to me doing the job that I do in the way that I do it. And when you do it, you know that it's been done. And then the thing you have to ask yourself, what do you do next? How do you rectify a situation where you've been belittled? In your mind, it doesn't necessarily come from the person that you're talking to or that you're talking with. It's like, what do you feel that line is for you? And once you feel that that line has been crossed, then there has to be an action that has to be taken. And that action has to be either you're going to continue on with that line being crossed and it forces you to make another one, another threshold point where you can push that away and say, well, I heard what that person said and how they said it. So I want to move my threshold up to this level. And maybe nobody can reach that level. And then maybe I can function within this world. The parameters, the dynamics of all of that means that you're shifting who you are to accommodate the level of disrespect that you feel, that you see. And if you move the threshold bar up a little bit, does it make you wiser? It could. Does it make you feel like you compromise? Exactly. But what? Are you, but how do you handle it? Then if you feel that it's being compromised, then if you say you want to move it up, then the compromise, if it taught you a lesson, it teaches that now you got to go up higher to another threshold of respect. And then if the person crossed that, then that's another level of disrespect. And if you move it, here's my thing. If you move it, then you got to be able to say, okay, I moved it because of this. I don't want to be seen as a narrow-minded person. I don't want to be seen as a person that's uncompromising, and I don't want to seem that I'm a person who is unwilling to learn new things about myself or about the people that are educating me. You have to be able to see it. You have to be able to acknowledge it, and you have to be able to feel it, and then you have to be able to take an action necessary to rid yourself of the level of disrespect that you received. And I say that because a lot of times when I'm dealing in work environments, I remember when I was a manager and there was this young lady, I felt that she she didn't like me for some reason, I don't know. And normally when you're new, you ever notice this, when you're a newcomer into something, that all of the people that were there before you, if you replace somebody that they know or they like, or if you go into that, even if you go into a humble, even if you go into it, the knowledge of what you're doing, there's always going to be some resistance by someone for some reason, and it has nothing to do with you. But when it comes out, it seems as if it has everything to do with you. And I remember that. And the person went and talked to the manager about my tactics, my tactics when it comes to dealing with him or her. And my boss pulled me inside and he explained it to me in such a way that it made me I had to adjust to the people that I'm around. And when you are a manager and you're trying to do an, uh, an, an, an effective job and you're trying to grasp the knowledge that a company wants, a lot of times the company favors those that disrespect you. 
because your job as a manager, because you have to abide by these rules, then you have to be able to take that on the chin and keep it moving. So in that case, you have to build a threshold where you can kind of say, okay, I got to make this whole adjustment because of the job that I'm doing just so I can kind of keep the environment pleasant for myself and for this person. And no matter how much you may protest to the manager in charge of the facility that you work, you still got to understand that you're going to still have to adjust because that manager is trying to explain to you how it has to work. So I made the adjustments. And my thing is, like, when I made the adjustments, I still had to see this person every day. But my attitude was, this person doesn't know me. Let me just do my job and focus on that. And that's what I had to do to understand what I'm dealing with when you're dealing with people because you're dealing with a whole set of emotions including your own on how to best fit into an environment in which you don't know anybody and I don't think it should be that way and a lot of times the reason I say this is because say for instance if you go out and you apply for a position of leadership and everybody in that building don't apply for the position of leadership and you're the only brave one to apply for that role of leadership and they give you the job. And let's just say because nobody else wanted the job, they decide to say, okay, you're the best candidate. But you know you're the best candidate because you work hard, you feel that you earn it, then you get it. And the minute you get that, the people that is in that same environment that worked alongside of you all of a sudden think that you're not capable of getting people to do certain things or to work or to do all of those things. There's another form of level there's another tolerance that you have to build for that. But your respect should never go beyond a thing that you can't tolerate somebody doing. Now, you may have to make an adjustment to that particular situation only because they, they know you, but they, never, but they saw you work and they know how you work. And then they know overall that you're a really, really good person. Or you could be a really, really bad person. Or you could be in between. But nonetheless, you apply for the position, you get it, and once you get it, that manager expects you to perform. And you have to perform because you went and signed up for the position. You got the position. Now you just got to do the job, even in the environment in which you grew up with people in which you work. But your threshold of respect doesn't change for that. It's just that now you got to work within the confines of the job that you have to let these people know that you're still the same guy. It's just you got to have more respect or you're still the same woman that you got to have more respect and that you're trying to give them respect that they need to do their job. But it does not have to do with what you fear that is the spiritual respect level that you have that nobody should cross. Not even your brothers, not even your sisters, not even your family, because that's what you built for yourself. And I think our world is it teeters on the level of almost blatant disrespect almost every day. And they want you to have such a hard share that you can let that bounce off of you and you can continue to work for the amount of money they give you. You can uh, attempt to work for the benefits that they give you. Or you can just attempt to just let bygones be bygones and you just keep moving on. And I think that that's good to a point. But that, that's only physical, right? That's only mental. But there's a spiritual part of you that realizes that, nah, I don't think that this just don't sit right with me. If I'm sitting right with God and I understand God, then this, this just don't sit right with me. And if something don't sit right with you and you yet do it, do you know that you're going to build up misery inside your body? You're going to build up misery in your, man, in your mind. You're going to build up misery in your physical reaction to things because you're, you're spiritually something is telling you that that is not correct, that nobody should talk to anybody that way. I remember me and my brother, we had an argument over the phone. And of course, it was about money. 
And money is always a divider in any family. I don't care who it is. Money is a divider between friends. Money is is a divider between enemies. Because money, and the way we see money, the energy that comes from the currency of money is dictated by what you feel inside about money. So my brother asked me for a couple of dollars, but he didn't know that I didn't have it. He thought I had it, but I didn't have it. And then we ended up with this big argument about money. And I'm not one to try to explain my position when it comes to money or people or things like that. It's just if you don't have it, you don't have it. But this is my brother. And I don't want him to feel that I got $25 million in the bank when I only got $25. Because I don't, um, you know, because you don't get out and buy everything in the world doesn't mean that you have money. Just You know, you can live paycheck to paycheck just like everybody else. But sometimes when you go above your means and you have to seek money from other means just so you can kind of pay your bills. But I felt disturbed by that about my brother because I loved him. I love all my brothers and sisters. But I realized what money does. So I had to call him and I had to explain it to him from my perspective. And whether he accepted that or not, that's okay. But I had to at least apologize to him. I had to explain it to him. And I had to get him to understand. And he understood. And we mended that fence really, really quickly. Because I don't want to go through my life worrying my brothers. I have my brothers and sisters worrying me about money. If you're able and you're capable and you can work and you can get out there and produce and you can save, then you can have money. But you can't let money be the overall dictator to your life. It just makes no sense. But I digress. Now, as you work through these things and you try to make things work for you, then you have to understand that that money and opportunities is going to present itself to you. And then you just got to be able to handle whatever it presents to you. And that's the thing about. And that's the thing about trying to. And that's the thing about trying to make life work for you. And if you do that, then you can kind of begin to get a sense of what's respectable and what's not respectable. So now, me and my brother, we got over that, and then I felt that our relationship was still the same. We were going to be the same anyway. Why? Because that's my brother. Now, when I go out into the working world, and then I begin to deal with people that I don't know, which apparently when they first start off, they're strangers to you. And when someone is a stranger to you, then you have to approach them with a, a long stick because you're trying to figure out well, what's the angle and how is this going to work. And sometimes people explain it to you and then you think you got it. And then when you think you got it, things change. And you got to seek, and when you're doing it, you got to seek a higher ground. You have to seek a level that's beyond what they see or what they perceive about you. And you have to be able to penetrate into their thinking so that you can kind of get where they're going with what they want you to do. But there has to still be a line in your DNA that nobody can cross. Not your girlfriend, not your boyfriend, not their friends, not the people that you work with, not the people that you don't know. There has to be something that's so much on a spiritual level that you say, well, look, I can take everything else, but this is one thing that I just cannot take. And then once you realize they get to that point, they get up to it, they don't cross it, then you're fine. You're a little irritated with it, but you know that you're fine because you realize that constructive criticism come along with everything that you do. And I've been structurally, critically criticized for things that I didn't do correctly. And I do everything within my power to correct that one. And then if something else come along, I do everything in my power to to correct it as I progress up the ladder of achievement. 
An achievement to me just simply means I did things better than I did the year before. That nobody has to worry about the thing that they taught me a year ago because I perfected it now. If there's something else new coming along, then make me aware of it. Then I adjust to it. And then hopefully you don't see that again. And you got to realize, too, when it comes to the physical world of man, we're all going to make mistakes. You, you're not perfect. You're not going to hit it right every time. And the way you know that is when you first start a job, if you do it right the first time and you do it right the first time every time, then you won't, you'll, you'll be flawless. But my experience teaches me that you're going to make a mistake anyway. Number one, everybody's not going to show you everything. And then when they don't show you everything and they say you're supposed to do this, you said nobody told me. Okay, but if you were perfect, you would have figured it out and you would have been able to do it on your own. So in the learning curve of life, there's always room for opportunities to change, to advance, to make yourself worthy of a job or an occupation that you choose to pursue. Now, but the respect thing is what you got to really put in your DNA. What's the number one thing or the last thing that somebody could do when they're dealing with you as a person to gauge the perspective that they have about you where you say that I can tolerate everything up to this point. Beyond that point, then we into a whole nother level of something that I just can't deal with. And if I can't deal with it, then I have to separate myself from it. As human beings, we just got to be careful about other human beings. And the reason I say that is because everybody has feelings. And even though we say that we don't allow our feelings to master us, we have feelings. And those feelings are carried away or carried into our DNA and into our mind in terms of when you say something that's not quite what I want it to be, then we got a problem. And now you need a mathematical formula to figure out how do I resolve this matter so that I can feel better about myself and so that the person that I'm dealing with can understand what's going on in my world. We have a lot of things that we have to work on, ladies and gentlemen. And the number one thing is sometimes I think the simplest thing, the simplest thing is most, sometimes the most difficult thing is that everybody deserves respect before you even meet them. You don't know enough to disrespect them. And even if somebody told you, you still don't know enough to disrespect him or her. So it has to be when you meet a person to confirm what you already have given is just the interaction between you and the person. If it's not, if it's if it's seem like it's shaky or if it's all, that's okay because you initially you meet someone, that's how things are. But as you begin to gradually grow in the work environment, as you, as you gradually begin to grow in relationships, as you gradually begin to grow in development, then you begin to see that, okay, this is going to be okay. But at the same time, deep inside, you still got a level of where nobody can cross. Like, for instance, you can date a person. And in dating this person, they don't even have to know that you have a level of respect, but you can say this to them, look, we can hang out, we can do whatever. But the one thing you can never do is curse me out or call me out of my name. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you do. If I realize that we're playing, then that's cool. But if I know that you're calling me out of my name to prove a point, then I'm done. And you have to feel that in your DNA to be done. There can't be no wishy-washy, if, ands, and buts about it because if you've blatantly felt it, and it was blatantly obvious, 
then you got to make sure that you pull yourself from that situation else it gets worse. Because what's going to happen is you're going to carry it in your body and you're going to carry it in your mind that you've been called out of your name, that you've been mistreated out of your character, and now you just got to figure out what you need to do. If you persist in it, then the person that did that is only going to do it again. Even if he or she may apologize, it's still going to happen again. Why? Because you let them cross that threshold of the highest level of respect that you would give anybody when it comes to deal with you. You let them cross that. And then you want to try to raise it higher. But you got to remember the mud is already above the level of respect. So even when you raise that bar, you still got that mud that crossed that the first time. So it's still going to have some lingering effect in who you are. And that's where you find yourself when you're dealing with your life. And everything that you do in this world, you're dealing with your life. Whether you believe it or not, whether you understand it or not, everything that happens to you is a reason for your existence. But... At the same time, there's a reason where you can say, nah, you can say that. Nah, you can do that. Nah, I can't take that. Nah, it's over. You have that control. And when you walk away from it, you got to make sure that when you do it, that you've done it for that reason. That you're not doing it simply because you feel like you're in a position of power and you can do that. You do it because you feel that deep down inside, on a spiritual level, that you've been disrespected. And the world needs to know, or the people that you're dealing with, that I can't take that. I can take you giving me all the criticism in the world, but I can't take that. That sticks with me. And the only way to have it to slowly erode from your memory, to become very minor residue, is you have to walk away from it. And by doing so, you make yourself better. And people should always want what's best for the other person. Like in my life, I always want what's best for the other person. Because I I figure like all my life, I've been trying to grow to a level of where I try not to let this world impact my existence so much. Because to, to allow this world to do that means that I'm subjecting myself to every nuance that man and that men and women have on this planet, to every nuance that it has when it comes to dealing with children, to every nuance that it has when it comes to dealing with business or work. But nobody has that when it comes to God, though. God has a level of respect that's so high that none of us could ever reach it. The only way you can reach that level is that you have to be at peace with everything in your life, like total peace. To even see, feel, and know God is real. But if you don't get there, then all the stuff that you see, you might think that you have a level of respect for God. No, you don't have no level of respect for God because you don't have a level of respect for yourself. When you have a level of respect for God, you can look at this whole universe and know that we didn't do it. That means that they can't control it. You can create your world the way you want. You can set your bar respect as high as you want. But if you let somebody cross it, and you're the God of your world, then you, my friend, are going to fall off of the very peace that you have tried to build. So try to build your level of respect in your DNA where you say to someone, that I can live with, but this over here I cannot. And since you put me in this cannot situation, then I can't deal with you. Because 
to deal with you means I constantly got to see and be reminded of what was said or what was done. And I can't do that. And my thing is, when you try to get into the level of understanding God, right? Whether people believe God exists or not, to me, doesn't really matter. I just know when I think about it, when I think about me and how I got to this planet, then there's nothing but a magical miracle in that. But along the way of maturing, I realized that God has a standard that very few people reach. But God always wants you to try. But the one thing I know is that God will not want nobody to disrespect you, to belittle you, to berate you, to make you, to make you feel smaller than the person that you may already be. That's not evolution in me. Evolution is simply saying, I understand where you are, but that's not where I am, so I got to go. I wish you all the best in the world, but I got to go. That line was crossed, and I can't deal with that being crossed like that. So you can have this money. You can have whatever stuff you fear that you gave me, you can have that back. But I'm going to walk away with my love for God, my love for life, and my sense of being able to rebuild the very thing that I was after before I met you. While I'm with you. And I'll do the same thing when I separate from you. So ladies and gentlemen, just try to find that level of respect in your life. That's on a spiritual plane. Where you say, I can tolerate this. I can tolerate that. But I cannot tolerate the violation of this. So ladies and gentlemen, in closing... I have six different quotes from people. One is from Dr. Napoleon Hill. One is from Antonio T. Smith Jr. One is from Eric Thomas, hip hop preacher. One is from Tony Robbins. And one is from myself. Dr. Hill says, if the mind can't achieve, if the mind can't conceive it and believe it, then the mind can't achieve it. See, this makes me, this makes me say it even more because he's saying, if the mind can conceive it, if you can conceive what your level of respect is, and you can believe with all your might that that's where your respect level is, then when someone crosses, you know that they've done it, and then you know that it's time for you to separate from him or her, or a business, or whatever the case may be. Antonio T. Smith Jr. says, you can't plant better. You can't dominate. This, it goes, see how it all ties back in? When you set a level of respect for yourself, that nobody can violate it, then you dominate. Why? Because you can walk away from anything because the seed that you put in your mind is not the seed to control somebody else. It's the seed that builds a level of respect that you have for yourself in this lifetime to make you the person that you are and the person that you want to become. Eric Thomas says, make the rest of your life the best of your life. And that simply means when you set a level of respect for yourself and nobody can reach it, they can't alter it, and they can't impact you, then the rest of your life will be the best of your life. And even if they think that they're getting close to it, 
then the best thing you could do is walk away. No animosity, no hate, no vengeance, no return, nothing. When you walk away, you walk away. That's it. That's the final chapter with that particular relationship, be it personal, business, or otherwise. Make the rest of your life the best of your life. Remember, you're setting a level of respect. Tony Robbins says, if you can't, then you must. And this is still powerful within itself, ladies and gentlemen. What does it mean? If you say you can't do it, then that's all the reason to do it. If you say you can't build a level of respect in yourself, then you got to build it. Why? Because now you were just being thrown around like a ping pong ball by anybody for any reason. And you have no sense of respect for yourself. So you may as well just say you're on this planet to be used and abused by somebody else. If you can't build a level of respect, then you must build a level of respect. Because that's the only way you're going to gain respect in this world is by building a level of respect. And sometimes that respect may mean you just say, no, I don't do that. No, I don't want that. And it may seem harsh to these people, but to your life, for your happiness, for your joy, this is what you must do. Les Brown says, it's not over until you win. It's not over until I win. And what does that mean? Are you going through this life with these goals and dreams and aspirations? So who's going to help you? Who's going to be opposed to you? Who's going to try to pull you down? Who's going to try to be on your side to overlook you enough to try to get you to do all that? And if nobody's there, then what are you going to do? You got to lift yourself up. You got to put that respect level so high in your DNA and your existence that whatever people say and do, it does not impact you. Why? Because you are who you are and you're going to do what you got to do to make yourself a winner in this lifetime. And the thing about living on this planet, living in this world, living in this time is that you got to make yourself a winner. Because your life is about you being a winner and it's not so much about you being a loser. And I'm not talking about like if you lose a basketball game or you lose money, that your call to your life is for you to achieve the things that you need to achieve in this world. That's what being a winner, winner means. What are, you, what are you planning to do to be a winner in this world? How hard are you willing to work? What are you willing to, 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 to sacrifice to do it? How do you get there in terms of the roadmap that you have? What obstacles are there? What's going to make you a winner? The number one thing that makes you a winner is not to give up and set a level of respect that's so high that when people try to reach that bar, they can't. But if you see that they get to that bar, you're willing to walk away regardless of what they have on the table for you. And the last one is the one that I created. It says, life does not require more from you. Life does not require less from you. Life only requires that you maximize your 24 hours. And in doing so, you can have anything that you desire. Respect. You got to build it. Respect. You got to establish it. Respect. You got to make sure that even if people don't understand it, you understand it. And you know what your tolerance is level is for people giving you constructive criticism or just criticism but you know that when they reach that one where you say nope that's not it you crossed it that's it I gotta go and then some people say well give them a chance you can give them another chance but you ain't gonna give them that chance because it never should have been done in the first place you're a person with feelings and so is the other person and regardless of when we have the heat of the moment and our emotions begin to run high and we don't see any other recourse then you still have to do what's best for yourself and here's the thing about you building a respect in yourself and you walk away from something God will not punish you for having a level of respect that's so high that your standard of living matches that 
But the world would toss you around as if you think it's God by having everybody make you subjective to what they say, what they think, what they do, how you should be. You have to build that. Why? Because in reality, your life belongs to you. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for joining me in this episode of Town Like Man, Our Poetry Found Me podcast. And I just want you to always remember this. Even in difficult times, your level of respect, if it's on a spiritual level, will always give you the greatest satisfaction and, and it will be your salvation too because you know that going through all of these things will build you up to the moment that when you reach the level of success, nobody can say that you didn't do anything because you've been put to the test. And if you set it really, really high and you get it really, really in your DNA and then you get it really, really on a spiritual level, then nobody on this planet will be able to mess with you. Until we meet again, peace.